listen, I'm really excited as we jump into this new series called Real Friends. And uh, man, I, I, when we begin to look at the, new, at the school year, um, and we, we, we lo- I was looking at the kickoff and what we were going to be doing um, and where we're going this fall, um, I just think this is such a great way to get started in the school year. Um, many of you have been back to school for several weeks now, and so maybe you have maybe already to the point of having, you know, friend issues or friend drama. You know, some of you had homecoming uh, last week or last night or last week or uh, coming up. You know, there's homecomings, and so there's always drama around homecomings and who's going in what group. I mean, it's just the way it works. It's just part of being uh, part of being in, in in a friends group and. And doing different things, and so, but so we're going to jump into this series. For the next three weeks, we're going to look at this topic of friends. And so, man, I hope that you're here because, um, as as I have been sitting down looking ahead into this series for the next three weeks, I'm just really super excited about what we're going to be talking about. And so, can I can I kind of like dork out on you for a moment? Do you mind if I kind of just be a dork? I mean, most of you already are like you are a dork, so it's fine. Um, totally get it. Totally know. So here's the thing, like. We all watch, you know, my kids, you know, are into it. So I know, you know, that you watch YouTubers, right? You got these YouTube people that you watch that make stupid amounts of money to record their lives, right? You know what I'm saying? So, you, you know, you follow or you follow people on Instagram or you follow them on social media. You know, it's kind of like, you know, following a comedian like John Chris, you know. And, and so, you know, you, you may have, um, you may have, I may have, direct message him at one point about something, thinking he would direct message me back on Instagram, and, you know, he, nothing. I'm devastated by it. But anyway, no. And so, like, I, my wife and I and our family, to a certain degree, we have this kind of like, and again, I'm, I'm dorking out here. We're remembering that, right? So we have this kind of goal or dream to be able to, to purchase a rather nice you know, truck and fifth wheel and go like camping, not like, not glamping, you know what I mean? Like, you know, just go down the road, but like, I really want, want to like be able to go and go visit some cool places on vacation and just try to, you know, travel the, travel the country for a couple of weeks and, and see, that's just like this awesome thing that like, okay, I'll say I would like to do. All right. I'm not even going to put my family, but it's something I would love to do. So there's this family, my father-in-law, why kind of showed me these people on YouTube and, um, it's really cool. They're called, they, they call their YouTube channel, you know, don't quit your daydream or something like that, or keep your daydream or something like that. It shows how much I know them. Right. But, um, so they, they, they literally travel around like they're, they're able to work remotely so they can do their job and travel. And so that's what they do. Like their kids and the husband and wife, they travel. They, they just bought this massively large, like 40 some odd foot fifth wheel and massively large truck. You know, you know, they upgraded. And but I started watching them and it's like this thing like they're really cool people, you know, and it's like. I would really like to meet them. Like, and what was crazy is they were just here in Sandusky this summer, but you didn't know it for like two months afterwards because their, you know, their, their, their shows that they put out every Sunday are, you know, a couple of months behind. And so, it, uh, many of us get into that, right? Because we watch people on Instagram, we watch people on Facebook, or, or you know, YouTube or whatever, and you get to this point where you feel like you know them. Am I, please tell me I'm not the only one, right? Like I'm starting to look around and you guys are looking at me like I'm like, dude, you are strange. But there's a couple of you now that are making me feel better by looking at you like, oh yeah, I get it. Yeah. You know, you, you see somebody on social media, you see, and you, you feel like you know who they are. 
But here's the thing. I don't know about you, but that also gets me thinking about my actual friends. Like these are literally people like I, w- I was telling my father-in-law when he, when he saw this, this couple that they were in Sandusky. I'm like, how cool would it have been to be able to meet, to meet up with them? And so you, we kind of get thinking about that as it, it uh, how it, um, what's the word I'm looking for? How it relates to our real friends. You know, and who are my real friends? Who are my real friends? Who are your real friends? Take a moment for a second and think about who are your real friends? Because here's the thing. Friendship is a huge component and a big deal in high school. It really is. We, every one of you out there knows that friendship to you and your peers and your fellow high school students is a big deal. You know, who, whoever, your friends, whoever your friends group is, it's a big deal. And real friendship isn't easy. Real friendship truly is not an easy thing. Maybe it seems like your friendship group or your friend group is changing a lot. Think about it for a minute. Does, you, do you, does your friends group change a lot? Or maybe you don't feel, let's just be honest, maybe you don't feel like you have any real friends. And maybe it's, maybe it's because you have some hard-to-meet standards. Maybe you don't feel like you have friends, period. Maybe it's a thing of you're not sure where you stand with your friends. It's like you just don't know. And listen, not only as a, as a, as a youth pastor, but as, as a dad and watching my kids, you know, grow up and navigate the whole friend landscape and how that works, whether it doesn't matter whether it's my daughter that's a senior or my son that's in fifth grade, you know, helping them to navigate, literally ha- having him come home from school and talking about different friends that he has. And I, I've had to look at him and say, but I'm not sure they're really that good a friend, <laughs> you know, because I don't want his feelings to get hurt. I don't want him to get surprised. But here's the thing that I want you to think about everything I just said. Do you know what all of these thoughts and struggles about friendships have in common? Everything that I talked about, your friendship, your, your friend group changing a lot. Maybe not feeling like, you know, you don't have real friends because you have these high standards or not feeling like you have friends or, or not real, being really sure where you stand. What do, what do all those things have in common? It's this. The central idea is that your friends aren't doing enough for you. Your friends aren't doing enough for you or for me. You see... When it comes to friendship, we all tend to focus on what we're not getting from people in our lives. Can I say that this applies not only to our friendship, but it also may apply to our dating relationships, that we're focusing on what we're not getting, what, what that person is not doing for us. Think about your friends and how often your struggles with your friends is revolved around what they are not doing for you. Or for what you are not doing for them. Right? Who are your real friends? It's, we focus on our needs. 
Our culture today is all about focusing on who? Moi, ourselves. We're focusing on ourselves. We're focusing on our needs. And so listen, if you're my friend and you're not doing something that makes me better, then you're not going to be my friend. That's what we say. Because it's all about what I am getting out of the friendship and not what I'm putting into the friendship. And that's really what we're going to focus on tonight. And as we, as we focus on that, we're going to jump into the Gospels. And, and I know most of you know this, but just, you know, the Gospels are really these, these accounts of, of Jesus' life that were written by some, some close friends of his and some people that were very close to him. And there was one that we could arguably say was Jesus' closest friend, and that guy's name was John. And so we're going to look at, at, at some scripture in John tonight, but John writes about a serious moment in Jesus' life. He writes about this moment that took place just before Jesus was getting ready to be arrested and then sentenced to death on the cross. You see, Jesus knew what was approaching. Jesus knew what was going to happen in the next day and in the next few days. Jesus knew what was going to happen, but the disciples did not. And so Jesus instructed his disciples. He said, listen, guys, we're going to get together and we're going to have a meal together. The Last Supper, right? We've all seen the painting. We've all, seen, we've all heard about it. You know, The Last Supper. They get together. They're going to have this one Last Supper. And so here's the thing that, that Jesus does is, is instead of being reactive, right? Jesus is proactive with his friends. He knows what's coming. And so he wants to prepare his friends, and he wants to do something for them, right? He wants to have this meal with them. He wants to, to, to kind of hang out. And so we're going to look at, J- at John 13, verses 4 and 5. It says this. So he got up from the table. He took his robe off and wrapped a towel around his waist and poured water into a basin. Then he began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that he had around them. So hey, guess what we're going to do tonight? We are going to have a sign of friendship, and we're going to wash each other's feet tonight. You guys excited about that? <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're not going to do it. Some of you knew what was coming, and then Greg's eyes got about this big when I said that, and so um, they, 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 he was like getting ready to freak out a little bit. No, we're not going to do that, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. In ancient, in, 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 in biblical times, in ancient times, listen, people walked everywhere, Right? They, they didn't have their Hondas or their Chevrolets or whatever to get them around. I mean, they had their donkeys, and, and more or less, they, they, were, they were walking it, right? And they got around, and, and sometimes they had sandals, and sometimes they just had bare feet. And so needless to say, I think we can all understand that their feet probably were not the most pleasant thing to be around. Because, you know, if they were following behind a donkey, you know, they might step on a little something. I'm just, trying, just saying, right? And so their feet might not be a very pleasant thing to be around. And so when you would go to have a dinner, you would go into somebody's house, you would want to what? You would want to, to wash your feet, right? Just like, you know, before you go to have a dinner at somebody's house, you want to go maybe wash your hands then. Back then it was, hey, let's, let's wash our feet before we go in this house. And for many people, the task of washing someone's feet wasn't left to someone of, you know, importance. It was really somebody that was a servant, a slave, if you will. That they were the ones that would go around and wash everyone's feet. It, was, it wasn't 
done by the homeowner. They had somebody that would do it for them. They, they wanted somebody that would, that would take care of their esteemed guest. It was somebody that was, you know, someone who ranked lower than, than the people in the room, right? So I think Jesus did this for his disciples and closest friends to demonstrate what real friendship looks like. Now, some of you may be going, what are you saying? i got to wash my, my, my friend's feet to really prove that I'm a good friend? No, I'm not saying that at all. But Jesus showed that being in a friendship wasn't just about what he got out of the relationship. But it was about how he could, he could serve his friends. So Jesus took the first step. Jesus took the first step with the disciples. He took the first step in the friendship. And so in another, in another gospel, the gospel of Luke, Jesus said something that sums up his take on friendships. And I think it not only sums up his take on friendship, but it sums up how we should treat other people. And it's very simple. Do to others as you would like them to do to you. Do to others as you would like them to do to you. Now, my kids will tell you in this room, that is a, a slogan of our house. I say that almost weekly <laughs> because it's like, you know, when they're at each other's, when Joel is at one, one of his sister's nerves and just wearing himself out on them, and he reacts, I, I will say, Joel, are you treating her like you want to be treated? No. That's the way we treat people. We treat people the way that we want to be treated. And when we begin to treat people the way that we want to be treated, it's amazing how things can change in our lives and how people will view us. Because when you begin to view people as you want to be treated or treat people the way that you want to be treated, it's amazing how they're going to look at you and how you are as a friend. You see, we need to treat our friends, the way that we wish they treat us. See, so often we usually take the opposite approach. Usually we, we react and we treat them the way that they treat us. How many times have I, I mean, I know I've had conversations with people. And how many times have we said, why well, did that? Because they did it to me. They were a jerk to me, so I was a jerk to them. Right? They, they went behind my back and hurt me, so I went behind their back and hurt them. Listen, I know this isn't easy necessarily, and it's kind of uncomfortable to hear, but it's the truth. When we, if we want to be great friends, if we want to have great friends, then we need to treat people the way that we want to be treated. Not the way that people treat us. Because listen, when you begin to treat people the way you want to be treated, and when they do something negatively to you, and then you turn around and repay that, not with another evil, but you repay that with nice, they're going to totally be taken aback. Because no one treats people like that anymore. Am I right? You know, we don't treat people like that. In our society, like I said, we treat people well, they did it to me, I'm going to do it back. You deserve it, right? But when we begin to treat people in a different way and say, hey, listen, this happened to me and this, this was negative, but you know what? I'm going to turn around and I'm not going to repay that with a negative. I'm going to repay that with a positive. I'm going to, 
I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to love on them. I'm going to show them that I care. Man, when we do that, the way that you are viewed in your school and in your workplace and in life as you get older, it will be incredible. Let me tell you what, it's not easy. Listen, it's not easy at all because the, the flesh side of us, the human side of us, we want to lash back. We want to see them pay. We want to see them. suffer. But when we begin to love people like Jesus, then you know what? We, we treat them the way that they want to be treated. You see, when Jesus shows us that when it comes to friendship, that we take the first step, that we have to treat our friends the way that we want to be treated. So here's the thing I want you to walk away with tonight, and I want, you, I want you to remember this statement. Be the friend that you want to have. Be the friend that you want to have. It's so the one thing that I have told my kids the entire, their entire lives, you know, all through school, no matter what grade they're in, is stay above the drama. Stay above the drama. Don't be that person that somebody shares something with and then you go and you, you say it to somebody else. Don't be that person. If somebody shares something with you, then keep it to yourself. Stay above the drama. Be the friend that you want to have because here's the thing. Again, it goes back. Treat people the way you want to be treated. If you shared something with somebody, would you want them to go blab it to everybody? No, we wouldn't. When we begin to treat people the way that we want to be treated, we can stay above the drama. So I want to encourage you to be the friend that you want to have. Be the friend that everybody wants to have. Because like I said, when we begin to treat people like we want to be treated, everyone will want to be your friend because you won't be like everybody else. You won't be like everybody else. Now listen, let's just be honest. Are you going to be the most popular person in school? Probably not. Because you're not going to stoop down to the drama. You're not going to, you're not going to be a part of it. You're just not going to get involved. You're going to, you're going to care about everybody equally. You're going to, that's just the way it is. So you, you, yeah, you, you may not be that popular. Because you're not going to be in on all the stuff because they're going to, they're, they're going to know if they come to you that it's not going to go anywhere. You're not going to get caught up in all the gossip and all the, all the, all the goings on at high school. It, you're just not going to get involved because you want to be the friend. You want to be the type of friend that, that you want to have. See, Jesus set the tone in his friendships, and so can we. We can be the person in our school. We can be the people that people look to and go, man, they treat their friends differently. And when somebody comes to you and says, hey, you know, what is it that makes you different? It's easy. It's Jesus. Because I want to treat people the way that Jesus wants me to treat people. It's part of being a Christ follower is, yeah, we're different. And it doesn't mean different necessarily in a bad way. 
Because when you begin to treat others the way that you want to be treated, it's going to get other people's attention. You see, in big and small ways, make the first move to create the kind of friendship you want to have. Like I've told you guys, you want to make, you want to make an impact in your school, find the person sitting by themselves at their lunch, at, in, in the lunchroom and go be their friend. It's not really good if you're trying to play the popularity contest. Your, your friends are going to wonder what the heck you're doing. But go find, go find the person in your lunchroom that no one really pays a lot of attention to or maybe only has one or two people sitting around them, and that's it. Go find that person. When you have a new kid come into your school, be one of the first people to befriend them. doesn't matter if they're really good looking or not. Or they're, they're whatever. But be the first person to reach out and to be a friend. Because how would you want people to treat you your first day at a new school? You see, when we begin to ask the question, how would I want people to treat me if I was in that situation or in that, that pers- person's circumstance, our outlook changes a lot. Does that make sense? When we begin to ask that kind of question, man, if I was in that person's shoes, how would I want people to treat me? It'll change how we treat others. And here's the thing. It's scary. It really is. It's going to make you uncomfortable. But when you begin to treat people the way that you want to be treated, others will notice. Others will notice. And so if you begin to be the friend you want to have, your life will be better for it, and your friends will be better for it. If you begin to be the friend that you want to have, your life and your friends will be better for it. Because when we treat people the way that we want to be treated, people will notice. So be the friend that you want to have. Be the friend that you want to have. And I can only imagine like some of the great conversations that you're going to be able to have tonight in in our small group as we get ready to go to our small group. You're going to be able to have some great conversations. But I want to challenge you to begin to think through some things and be honest with yourself. Be honest with yourself about, hey, you know what? Maybe there were some circumstances here recently, even in the first three or four weeks of school, that I didn't handle myself right. That I wasn't the friend that I should have been. That I wasn't, that I didn't treat some people the way that I would want to be treated. And maybe it's a big step. And for some of you, this is like a deal breaker, but I hope it will challenge you. It may even mean going back to some people and apologizing. To say, hey, you know, even if it was like, you know, two weeks ago to go back and be like, hey, you know what? And I just, I just want to apologize because I, I just didn't handle that the right way. So think through as, you, as we go into small groups and you begin to talk about things. I hope you as well as your small group leader will begin to listen for our excuses. Because when you begin to say, well, this happened, but this is why I responded that way. Start thinking about and listening to your excuses as to why. And see again if the situation was reversed. How would you have felt? Did you treat people the way that you wanted to be treated?
Let's pray. Father, I thank you for tonight, and I thank you for these students. And Lord, friendship is a huge deal, Lord, to all of us, even as an adult. Lord, having friends and, and not having friends, Lord, it, it's, a, it's a tough thing to navigate sometimes. But Lord, I pray tonight that you will help us to be the friend that we want to have. God, help us to live our lives, Lord, to where we treat people the way that we want to be treated. It doesn't matter if, they're, if they've treated us well or treated us poorly. God, help us to treat people the way that we want to be treated and to be the friends that we want to have. Because, God, when that's what you did. You, took, you treated everybody with love, kindness. So, Lord, I just pray tonight that you would, Lord, help us to follow your example that when it comes to our friends, help us to be the friend that we want to have. So Father, I pray that as we go into our small group, God, I pray that we'll have an incredible time of conversation and talking about friends. And Lord, I pray some of us will even ask, and even our leaders, Lord, I pray that we'll ask the tough questions. And not just allow us to make some excuse and and slide by, but God, help us to, to ask the tough questions tonight. And God, I pray for even some of us that may, maybe this really hits home with some things that have been going on in our, in our friend circles. God, I, Lord, I pray that, that maybe there's even some in this room tonight that, that, like I said, they may need to apologize. Lord, allow our hearts to be open to your guidance in that. So Father, we give you praise, Lord, tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.